Eviction court is probably the last place anyone wants to be. People sit in wooden chairs or in pews, depending which of five courthouses they're in. There's a family with three kids, an elderly couple, a formerly homeless teenager. None of these people can pay their rent. That's the majority of eviction cases. Let's think about that for a second. Landlords don't typically rent an apartment to someone who can't afford it. That's just not sound business. Evictions you see are stories of crises. The people in this courtroom work at call centers and pizza shops. They earn $8.50 an hour. They have little to no savings. And so, when they lose a job or a roommate leaves without notice, they end up here, in eviction court. All rise. This is court five, the judge walks in and starts calling the cases, usually some LLC versus a tenant. I'm next. So that's all I could think. This is civil court, so lawyers are rare for both the tenant and the landlord. Typically, a property manager sits at one table in front of the judge, the renter at another. I didn't think, I, I didn't think I'd have a chance. I just thought we were going to be next. Judges ask landlords for the bill. How much does the tenant owe? Then they look to the other table. What's going on? What, how did we get to this point? They listen intently and they're sympathetic and sometimes their bailiffs hand out tissues. But at the end of the day, the law doesn't have space for the crisis in this renter's life. And a landlord has bills to pay. In 2017, roughly half of all these cases filed in Travis County courts resulted in evictions. I just knew that he was gonna say, I'm sorry, but I have to rule with the plaintiff. And those words kind of just played over and over and over in my head. And, and when that happens, a tenant has five days to move out. Can we just kind of go through the steps um, of, you know, how this all happens? Certainly. So with an eviction, you, somebody defaults under their lease. This is Corey Rogers. He's a real estate lawyer. Let's go with non-payment. Rents due on the first of the month. Starting as soon as the second, uh, the landlord usually then has the right to give them what's called a notice to vacate. Tenants' advocates tell me this is when most people leave. Having an eviction filed against you in court, however it turns out, is not good. Landlords have access to this information, and so even a filing against you can make it hard to rent again. With a notice to vacate, you have three days to move. If the tenant doesn't move out, then the, the landlord is eligible to file an eviction. Which makes this all official. You get a court date, and two weeks later, you're in front of a judge. With the landlord telling their side... You know, look, here, here's the lease. They were supposed to pay this amount of rent. They didn't. I gave them a notice to vacate on this day. They didn't vacate. Uh, I'd like a judgment for possession of the property. And the tenant telling theirs. Last year, there were more than 4,400 evictions in Travis County. We're on track to surpass that number this year. Eviction filings have been steadily rising, except for a small dip for the past four years. No one really knows exactly why. Population increases don't really explain it. But here's some ideas I've heard. Wages not keeping up with rising housing costs, low vacancy rates so a landlord can find a new tenant more quickly, and new companies that will handle the entire eviction process, making it easier for a landlord to file one in the first place. Okay, again. Uh, rules are always buckled up. The legal arm of eviction does not end in court. If a tenant doesn't move out in five days, a landlord can file what's called a writ of possession and get a constable to physically remove you. Okay, so what we know about this 
Teresa Stewart is a deputy with the Travis County Constable's office in southwest Austin. She's going to Sunset Valley to evict someone. This is an older gentleman who is uh, wheelchair bound. Uh, we believe at this point that he has vacated the premises, but you never know. So we are going to go and do what's called a clearing of the apartment or a clearing of the residence. We don't know much about who gets evicted. Courts don't track race, income, or the gender of tenants. But we do know where they're being evicted from. And with that, we can make guesses about who evictions affect the most. Half of last year's evictions were filed in just six Travis County zip codes, covering a large portion of North Austin, from Wells Branch to Windsor Hill, and several neighborhoods in Southeast Austin, East Riverside, and Montopolis. Families in these neighborhoods, on average, earn around $44,000 a year, and many of these residents are Hispanic. Even though Stuart believes the man she's about to evict has already left, she and another deputy still come to the door, guns drawn. Police! Office. Their intel was right. No one's home. But the place looks like someone just left to run an errand. All the furniture is still there. Books, photos. There's a pamphlet on coping with death. And a running fish tank. The deputies rifle through drawers and cabinets, collecting any illegal substances. If there's drugs that, that do belong to the individual, um... We'll leave them inside of the unit, and they will have 24 hours in which to come and get their belongings. The rest of the tenant's things, a wicker TV stand, kitchen table chairs, his bed, are carried out to the curb by movers. Again, the tenant will have 24 hours to claim his things. Having a constable force a tenant out, what are called kickouts, doesn't happen in every case. In one part of Travis County, two out of every five evictions required a kickout. Back in the car, we head out to serve someone eviction papers. Deputy Stewart tells me how these usually go. Um, we tried, try to ask them what their circumstances are. Are they out of work? Uh, did they just forget to pay their rent? Uh, did they have some sort of specific circumstance that came up? Um, and have they communicated with, with the apartment complex or their landlord? We found more often than not that communication is key. In, in these root of executions, uh, people feel like whenever they're embarrassed, they're embarrassed, they're embarrassed when they can't pay the rent. And um, rather than deal with it, they just keep hoping that they can come up with the rent um, or they can find a way. And you'll, you'll hear that phrase a lot. I just, I was hoping I could find a way. The rest of this week, we'll be hearing stories about people who have been evicted and are still hoping they can find a way to a new home. Audrey McGlinchey, KUT News.